Don't miss out. These bargains are going fast. Come on down to Al Donovan's Picture Frames and select Carpet Squares going for as little as $79.95. We've got two-for-one gin club coffee roasters. Just bring your cup and receive $2 off the cost of the glider. Did I mention the glider? Receive a free sugar gliding squirrel with any purchase of two or more. Buy three, get the fourth half off Pez dispensing screens. We've got automobile molding to match every den with low, low interest rates. Rent to own your next rotating slap chop apple core with all the freshest hits. Ben Carson's latest fragrance, Delusion, just $3 a pint or a quart for five. Heck, I'll even throw in a self-applicating wand, a bargain, at $45. Now, folks, these prices are literally killing me. My doctor told me if I don't get my prices under control, I'm going to have a stroke. <coughs> We've got the brands you've learned to love at rock-bottom prices. Rock-bottom! I mean suspiciously low. Suspicious. Cellcorp, Bimoji, and Swindle Brothers have all filed a class action lawsuit against me for practically giving their product away. So come in quick and receive your own sugar gliding squirrel with purchase of one or more inflatable calfskin Captain America wallets. Come on down where the prices are so low my kids have a nutritional deficiency. That's Al Donovan's Appliance Outlets and Trash Expo off Route 33 in Elkton past the podcasting tower. Black Friday sales begin midnight last year. Welcome back to the WNRA live coverage of the Elkton City Christmas Parade. It's another hot and balmy December evening in Elkton. We've seen some fabulous parade floats so far, and the crowd is loving it. Wouldn't you say, dearling? What a beautiful night it is indeed, Dick. If you're just tuning in, you just missed the future telepaths of America float. Now, I believe the telepaths had quite a hard time getting permission to be in the parade this year, didn't they? That's right, dearling. The FDA was banned last year from all city events after their failed attempt to lower the ball at midnight resulted in Councilman Everett's death. But they petitioned the city all year to let them enter their float in the parade, and it looks like they pulled it off. Wow, that must have been a lot of hard work. Well, let's just say it took a lot of willpower to get this float off the ground. <laughs> you know, Christmas always gets me in the mood to stoke up the fire, put on my comfiest pajamas, and rush out to the nearest Best Buy where Nintendo 3DS are on sale now, only $29.95. Oh, me too, Dick. And look, the next float is coming up, and it's the local CVFW Chapter 540. Oh, joy! You know, the children veterans of foreign wars always put on a really special holiday show. Yes, and this year it looks like some of our brave child soldiers are performing a special tribute to the troops. A salute to child soldiers without hands. Oh, their float is just... Wow, it's spectacular. My God. Wow, this is truly an amazing spectacle. I mean... I don't even know how to describe what I'm seeing here. This float defies description. I can't even believe what I'm seeing, much less describe it. No, 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 you just sully its truly astonishing reality with paltry and inadequate words. How? Oh, wow. It's full of stars. I never would have thought that they could pull that off in city limits. But they just did. I hope someone was filming this because no one will ever believe that that actually happened without seeing it. I still don't know what I saw. You know, it's times like these that I'm reminded of all the starving children in the world and of Tyson's new pocket rotisserie chicken, mercifully grown without bones for a quick and easy snacking experience. 
Pick up a clock for a buck at participating CVS and Rite Aid's Tyson's Chicken. Slurp it up. Oh, don't look now, dearling, but our next float is coming up. And oh, watch out, it's the Shriners. Fabulous. Love the hat. The next float is from local church and pool hall, the East Glen Baptist Church of the High Holy Mantle. In a heartwarming holiday tradition, East Glen Baptist is going around the city ringing bells for the homeless and impoverished. That's right. And to get a closer look at this special event, we're going to go now to the streets where our junior reporter, Dave Garraway, has the story. Dave? Thanks, Dick. I'm here marching down Main Street with the East Glen Baptist Church ringing bells for the homeless. We're here to do some good, so let's get started. Sir, sir, do you need a place to stay tonight? It looks like you might need a helping hand. Oh, well, actually, I do. I lost my house when I got laid off. My wife took the kids and... Feels good to help, Dick. And remember, folks, though you may be enjoying the holidays inside this year, there are literally hundreds of people in our own community who won't be. If you can hear where they're coming from, use one of your helping hands to ring a bell as loud as you can until you can't hear them anymore. Remember, folks, ring loudly. That way God will know where you are. Back to you, Dick. Thanks, Dave. And don't forget to get something special for that special someone, or it may just come up in the deposition. Gifts for him and her are at Al Donovan's Appliance Outlets and Trash Expo. Black Friday sales are going on now. And for you last-minute shoppers, Al's is open 24 hours on Christmas Day. And now, as the parade comes to a close, we see the final float approach. It's the one everyone is just dying to see. It's Santa's sleigh! Oh, it makes the kids so happy to see this every year. You know... Huh? Now that's funny. Doesn't look like there's anyone on it. Is there? I'm not sure, but it looks like there is no Santa. Yes, I can see the float now. There's no Santa. There is no Santa this year. I guess that means four more months of summer. Well, the Christmas parade is winding down, and the Christmas looting is poised to begin. Merry Christmas! We're going to go now to the live coverage of the public benediction. Our junior reporter in the field, Dave Garraway, has the story. Dave? Thanks, Dick. Dick, I'm here at the Turner Ashby Pavilion where Reverend Skidmore Fork is about to make the annual public benediction. Reverend Fork has been making this Christmas time address for 10 out of the 12 years that he's been out of prison. And let me tell you that the people love it. In fact, this is the third year that this event has been put on with city money. Several years ago, a local bill passed that reallocated public money previously used for education into more wholesome city services, one of which being... And this event here, and it looks like he's ready to begin. We're going to go to that now. Friends, let us gather. Let us gather, friends. Welcome, friends, family, and community members. Let us rejoice that we are in the thoughts of the all-knowing. Let us turn from this chilly world and bask in the presence of the all-present. Let us seek shelter from question under the eaves of his innumerable proofs. For the proof is in the word, and the word is in the book, and the books are innumerable, the book that is its own proof. And thanks to busy church editors, we have a book of innumerable proofs, carefully compiled under God's own supervision, I'm told. A book never burdened by the facts of this lowly world, 
No, friends, this good word must have come from someone very high. And what is that good word? Thump! Thump! That's right, friends. Hark! Can you hear them coming? Thump, thump. Can you hear the marching feet? Thump, thump, thump. It is the footsteps of the chosen marching, marching onward to eternity. Yes, our Lord is really thumping. Will you answer when the Lord thumps? Will you accept the charges? There will be those among you who will claim to hear the thump, but who will be too busy listening to worldly lamentations to be deafened by the reverberating bells of salvation. They will not hear the word. And what is that good word? Bend. Bend. Yes, bend is all the Lord asks of us. I know it. He has told me it's what he wants. I know my Lord would prefer you all bent over praising his name. Now I hear you folks. How can I bend if I'm so inflexible? Well, take it from me in my time at the Red Onion Revival Parochial Ward in Oubliette. Start slow. Bend your elbow for a while and see if my words don't make more sense. Now I'd like to share a special message with the kids. I want all the youngsters to come forward, come forward for a reading from that most essential Christmas story. But first, our closing prayer. Oh dear Lord, praise be the one God called Jesus, whose love and mercy is absolute, and who will rain terrible plagues upon all those who call him by a different name. Please continue to reaffirm in the minds of those most dominant in our world that they hear your voice. Amen. And now to read our holiday tale, Young Jiny Jim. Thank you, thank you. <clears throat> Once upon a time, of all the good days in the year, on Christmas Eve, old Scrooge sat in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. And he was. Therefore, the Lord gave him a sign. There were pears and apples clustered high in blooming pyramids and an electric button from which no mortal finger could coax a ring. There sat the Holy Mother, busy in her counting house, for there was no room in the at. One dollar and eighty-seven cents, that was all, and sixty cents of it was in pennies. She was a strange figure, like a child, yet not so like a child as like an old man. The lights on the tree began to flicker, and Drosselmeyer appeared on the top of the grandfather clock, flapping his arms like a giant owl, for they said it was a shame to quarrel upon Christmas Day. And so it was. God love it, so it was. Spirit, she cried, tight clutching at its robe, hear me. I am not the man I was. I will not be the man I must have been, but for this intercourse. Scrooge's niece played well upon the harp and jumped about the tables and chairs. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings, then turned to the jerk. What's today, my fine fellow? Seven mice heads with seven sparkling crowns rose out of the floor and said, Why, Christmas! And the china figures on the shelf stirred and moved strangely. And the smoke, it encircled the mice like a wreath while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. For there lay the combs like a Coney Island chorus girl, pure tortoise shell, and they said, God bless us, everyone. Oh, all who give and receive half off the next pair. 
Such as they are the wisest. Everywhere they are wisest. They are the Magi. This year, six million children will die before they turn five. Three million more will contract AIDS. Today, people around the world will try to live on less than a dollar a day, while ruthless warlords sell them into slavery. With all this suffering, it's hard to see where a loving God fits in our modern world. But He has given us the power to help, help ourselves. He has given us the power of prayer. I'm so busy. How can I find time to pray away the world's problems? You don't have to. Huh? Thank God, there's PrayerWorks. PrayerWorks is a new charity designed to do your praying for you. It's simple. Just send your donations in the form of a cashier's check to 10624 Absolution Highway, Reno, Nevada, Care of God, and write your guilt in the memo. Next, your guilt is passed off to one of our highly trained prayer specialists, and they'll handle the rest. Our Father who art in heaven, if it be in thine divine judgment, please help the tired veteran panhandling on the corner of Washington Street to move to another corner with less foot traffic. He is really bumming us out, oh Lord. Thanks, PrayerWorks. Problem solved. So if you're losing sleep over the state of the world... Soldiers destroyed the homes... If you can't reconcile religion with reality... Stood up and started shooting. Or you just can't get over the feeling that you should be doing more. Please, sir. I just need some change for the bus. Just remember, PrayerWorks. Don't worry, fella. Somebody up there is looking out for you. God, the next best thing, fella. The next best thing. PrayerWorks. Make a difference with the power of prayer. And make a prayer with the power of money. Ho, 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 and season's greetings. Welcome to the Somali Hour, where it's prime time for wine. Thanks for joining us here in beautiful downtown Newark. I'm Randall Talfoon, and with me as well is Colonel Ruff Muffigan. We're here tonight in the lobby of the historic Newark Airport's Howard Johnson Hotel to give you the very best tips on the season's most popular wines. Isn't that right, Colonel? Yes, Randall. And you know, when the holidays come around, it doesn't matter whether you're spending time with the in-laws or you're driving the kids to the Christmas tree farm. You're going to need a glass of wine. And we're here to help you decide which one. That's right. Now, around my house, when Halloween is over, we follow the old North Jersey tradition of the throwing of the pumpkins at the women folk. Did you do that when you were a child, Colonel? Oh, oh yes. We had a very traditional Christmas in my house. So, <laughs> yeah, we'd throw them. We'd throw the rotting gourds at the girls. Right. Well, did you know that those old jack-o'-lanterns could have another use? They can be made into wine. Wow, I did not know that. That's right, and about three years ago, a vineyard in Tucson had just that idea. They went around collecting the old pumpkins from the stoops, scraping them off the stoops, scraping them off the women folk, 
and turning them into this beautiful 2012 Chateau Neuf de Pump. Mmm, let's try some. Now, as usual, before you taste, you'll want to take a moment to swirl your glass and open up the wine so you can really hear it. Hold it right up to your ear and take a long, deep hear. The first part of the flavor is the sound, so let's listen. Ah, uh, this has beautiful timber, real body and the richness. Quite perk. Quite, quite. Well, shall we taste? Yes, yes, and with the mere suggestion of a bite of salt, and the very overt suggestion of rotting vegetables. Mmm, awesome with... What is that, wax? Yes, that's the waxy aftertaste. The bottle describes this vintage as delicately aged pumpkin, notes of clove and star anise, and candle chunks for a perfect paraffinale. Kind of coats the throat. Yes. It's, it's delicious. And how's the glow? Uh, let's see. Open up. Oh, a beautiful effervescent glow. Well, I'd say this wine is deserving of no less than a... 2.426 repeating. Let's move on to our next selection. Our next bottle of wine is a lovely Chilean vintage from the Costa Joya. Well, <laughs> Joya to the world. Actually, Colonel, that's... Hoya. Ah, and this toothsome little nectar is actually not a wine. It's a pisco. Not in my cup, you won't. Oh, please, Colonel, please. This is brandy. Chilean brandy. Brandy? Yes, brandy. And it goes perfectly this time of year with cheese, both ball and curl. Father used to drink brandy at Christmas time. Hmm. It has a burdensome, implicating aroma. Smacks of burning mold. By the fireplace. Did you know that during the winter season, the Costa Hoya Tide is very rich in nutrients, and it affects the flavor of the grapes, gives it a smooth taste, makes it very easy to drink. What's that? I was saying how the Hoya Tide season makes it easy to drink. Well, shall we? Hmm. Well, bottoms up. Mmm, frolicsome. Evokes the butterless plight of the desert fruit. Like father's mustache. 74! I had the luxury of seasoning along the Chilean coast when I perchanced upon a festive little jug of the same vintage. Before the war, when he smiled. Stayed in a lovely little ciudad whose name I can't remember. Ciudad? Ciudad. Ciudad. No, Harold, don't leave us. If it ain't from Peru, it ain't Pisco. Please don't. Goodbye, son. See you, Dad. Ariel! And uh, I don't remember who paid for it, but uh, I never did. <laughs> yes, uh, well, this uh, certainly is an emotional year for wine. <laughs> hmm. Well, perhaps a sip of our next wine will cheer you up. 
Okay, so starts your holidays off right with this 1939 Italian Bourgeois Suco de Suco de Jungle. Hey, why are you crying? Because my mother doesn't know wine. Howdy, everyone. This is Trip Wellwater, and as your newly elected mayor, I'd like to wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year is what I would be saying if I'd been elected. But apparently, 29% doesn't count as a majority in this country. Guess I missed that day in civics class. So democracy failed me. I've still got money to back me up. I can still buy ad time. And let's be honest, who do you hear from more, your mayor or your advertisers? That's what I thought. So for those of you who did vote for me, don't worry, I'll be back. Do you know how many local government positions don't require a college degree? And as for that tiny majority who didn't vote for me, please, just give me a chance to inveigle you, and I'm sure I can swindle your vote. I'm Trip Wellwater, and I approve this message. Paid for by Nick. Back. Welcome back. A Merry Christmas to all? Perhaps not to everyone. This is Gerald Wallace reporting, bringing you another segment of Investigative Ambush. This time, it's The War on Christmas Terror. Many city locals believe that their religious rights are being violated during the holidays. It's my faith, uh, it's just the way I practice my faith, uh, to impose it on others. And during Christmas, I just feel like my rights are under attack. Uh, which rights? My right to have it my way all the time. How about you, ma'am? Do you think that Christmas is under attack? Oh, yes. When I was a little girl, Christmas was very different. We sold popcorn strings, we sang at church, and every Christmas tree sold came with a copy of the new King James. When I was young, Christmas time was the time of year when you gave to the needy so you didn't get hassled the rest of the year. And when we did, by God, we said Merry Christmas. Now, I walk into my local mom and pop Walmart and get bombarded with the happy holidays but some welfare case dressed as Santa Claus. Next, they'll be using my tax dollars to cover birth control for Santa's elves. Stop shoving the Koran down my throat, Obama. There you have it. It seems that some corporate franchises might not be doing their part to bolster the ever-fragile Christian culture around Christmas time. To get the real scoop on the Happy Holidays scandal, I decided to go undercover into the belly of American culture. Welcome to Chili's. Good day, young lady. Do you think that your employer is doing enough to show due respect for the Christmas season? Mate? Hell no. Look at me. I have to work Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Just to serve people like you. Oh, that reminds me. I'll take another Coke and a full rack of Memphis Dry Rub. But instead of pork, could you do chicken crispers? Screw this. I'm going home to be with my family. I quit. Could I at least have a to-go box? There you have it. Questionable moral behavior coming from those closest to our food. Firing that waitress was a good start, but what are local franchise owners doing to rein in the behavior of delinquent employees? I spoke to the general manager of this Chili's as I was leaving. 
Well, we gave 10% of our profits this month to the local homeless shelter, and we're offering a free meal on Christmas Day to veterans and folks with nowhere else to go. I'm not happy about being open on Christmas either, but I've got a boss too, you know. But you could be doing so much more. Look at these styrofoam to-go boxes, for example. Just plain white. You should have thrown all of these away Thanksgiving Day and replaced them with more festive boxes for Christmas. Then thrown those away January 1st. That sounds really expensive. Most folks think it's our patriotic duty to spend around the holidays. Keeps the money trickling. Besides, from everything I've read on the internet, a plain box around the holidays is an affront to God and capitalism. You really should be more upset about these boxes. Yeah, I'm upset about the boxes. I'm upset people are still talking about the boxes. It's all a hoax to rile up the easily inflamed Bible thumpers and only slightly more intelligent social media users. People have just talked this into existence, just like Donald Trump's political career. And you're playing right into the mania. Goodbye, sir. You have a happy holidays. He said it. I heard it. You got that, right? Yup. You heard it here, folks. Local business owners chanting pagan rights at their patrons. It's disrespect like this for the paying customer that made me feel good walking out on the bill. Okay, so the staff and management of this Chili's have forgotten the true meaning of Christmas. But surely the loyal customers, the local consumer, would be outraged. We approached a man exiting the Chili's with some to-go food in one of their intentionally iconoclastic boxes. Sir, sir, excuse me. But how can you eat from that box? Oh, well, it opens up, see? But the content of the box. The content. No snowflakes. No crucifixes. Not even an angel. It's as though they're purposefully printing them without a Christmas theme. Doesn't it enrage you as an American? Doesn't it get you fired up? Oh, I don't care about that. So I decided to help this confused patriot to become enraged over the state of his to-go box. How do you like it now? Why, you son of a... That got him fired up. Welcome back. This is Bruce Breeden with Sportwatch 15, giving you the best coverage of all things sport and wishing you a Merry Sportsmas. In recent sport headlines, the Chiefs have finalized the decision to trade Ed Teach to the Buccaneers in exchange for Thasuka Whitco. We're going to get back to these stereotypes and more in a minute, but first, we're going to check in with the winner's finest Thanksgiving Black Friday holiday blowout game already in progress. This is an amazing event, a holiday tradition for almost 15 years, I tell ya. Football just hasn't been this interesting since they got rid of the ball and started playing it in a shopping mall. And viewership has never been higher. Did you know that there are almost as many people watching this game as will be incarcerated this year? I tell you, the U.S. may have low rates when it comes to literacy and employment, but you just can't beat our TV viewership around the holidays. Looking at you, Latvia. Now, this year the game is taking place in the beautiful, brand new FedEx Elkton Crossing Shopping Mall where merchandise and supplies have been rolling in since Thanksgiving Day to set conditions for the perfect sale. It is now day 28 of our game and things are really starting to heat up. Shoppers are dug in deep with trenches all around the electronics and clothing departments and sportswear has become a desecrated no man's land. Let's check out some of the best plays and best players so far. First up, a shopper from Mobile, Alabama, Tanya Maisie, makes a big play right out of the gate. As soon as the doors open, she turns to a woman about the same size and build as her and decks her across the chin, knocks her out, then sprints to the clothing department. 
This is a strategy we're starting to see more and more. You size up the people who are your demographic twins, the people who are going to be looking for all the same stuff as you, and you get to jump on them. You get to jump on them first, and you get to jump on them hard. Tanya's been calling this move twinning, but we at the studio have been calling it the doppelganger. You know what they say, you gotta kill your twin to win. See, Tanya's been beating people up for commercial items all her life, but now she's bought into the big leagues, and her strategies are bound to save her some cash. Up next, a local hero, Ricky Witz. Witz was raised in Section 8, but he received a fat inheritance after the death of a grandmother who hated his parents. He's got that perfect blend of scrappy tenacity and liquid cash that has really paid off for him so far. Here he is running down aisle 12B with a brand new six-trade Blu-ray player. You think he's going up front to buy it, but instead he sneaks up behind another shopper and beats him unconscious with the Blu-ray player, and then takes off with their cart full of backwards-compatible Xbox games. That was a smart play. See, Wits is a crafty consumer and knows Blu-ray is going nowhere. Here's a path who didn't last long. Derek Marin gets trampled in a scrum over a pile of Wii U Smash Bros. nunchuck controllers. You really don't want to be standing near the front of these crowds when those new bargain shipments come in. It's a real rookie mistake. See, everyone in the front might get a nunchuck, but they get smothered trying to get out of the crowd. While everyone around the middle grabs one, parkours off another shopper and out of the way of danger gets a nunchuck. A little while later, one of the store employees was seen looting his body, so at least one of these guys will get paid tonight. Up next, Henry Trudeau. Trudeau is an appellate judge from Lynchburg, Virginia, who started getting a lot of camera attention after he trampled over Derek Marin and stole his nunchuck control. Judge Trudeau said at the beginning he only needed to get some presents for his grandkids, but here he is in cosmetics, beating another shopper with a pumice stone over a box of four men only, Touch of Grey. Finally, our last star player is Tanika Johnson, age 87. Johnson is one of 40 that were shuttled here from Final Seasons Retirement Community. When we spoke to Tanika before the game, she said she got a senior citizen coupon for buy one, get one free king-size box springs. It's a great bargain, but we'll see if she can get them out of the store. We haven't seen Tanika in about 10 days. I wonder if she's been able to get her blood pressure meds from the Red Cross tents set up in Macy's. They started trading supplies to corner the market on Segway hoverboards. She did have a whole carton of Zapraxacorp, but she was sacked in aisle 3H and left with nothing. We didn't get a good shot of who it was, but hot money's on Trudeau's Marauders. To get a closer look at the game, we're going to check in with our featured drone, the Taco Bell Fiesta drone, Jim Atwiler. Jim is an Elkton-based auto mechanic who didn't read the terms of agreement well enough and had to have a GoPro implanted in his forehead. Let's go now to that perspective. Bruce, I'm here in the center of the mall, wondering how I got into this mess. You know, this is the only time of the year that I can afford to buy my family Christmas presents. But I'm here for almost a month, and I still haven't checked out. How much longer can I keep reporting? My sanctuary behind the paper towels can't remain a secret for much longer. Yeah, you look like a 34 law. What? Oh God, a doppelganger. Die. Watch out for the tiger trap! Bruce, this is truly a dog-eat-dog sale. You know, at first I felt bad about skipping work for a month. But hell, I've seen all my co-workers here. I even saw my supervisor. I had to run him down with a shopping cart to get him a set of magnetic screwdrivers. Yeah, you gotta be ruthless to get gifts in here. But I've got it all figured out. If I can hawk my phone, I'll be able to buy my wife that new set of oscillating combs. 
It's the last gift I need, and then I can get the hell out of here. I love this phone, but it's worth it to get a present for you, Della. Thank God you're safe at home, not here in this madness. Jim? Della, what are you doing here? I'm here buying your present. Look, it's a new gold chain for your phone. It has a built-in pedometer to let you know when you've walked too much and everything. Whoa, cool. Ah, but I was just about to sell my phone. What? Why? Well, it's the only way I can afford to buy your present. But look, ta-da, it's a new set of combs. They spin and everything. What do you think? Whoa, coincidence. <laughs> the only way I can afford your phone chain is to sell my chrome hair extensions. I was on my way to the barber district right now. Whoa, well, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, if uh, I'm gonna get you these combs. Well, I won't now. Boy, it's a, it's a good thing I ran into you here. Yeah, that would have been pretty stupid if I cut my hair so I could. Yeah, but when I sold my... <laughs> <laughs> uh, screw it. Let's do it anyway. Everyone. Everyone, listen up. Gather out, everyone. Listen up. All this fighting and vandalism is great and all, but it's distracting us from the real meaning of Christmas. Spending money. And I, for one, am going to start right now. Come on, honey. Let's go sell that hair and buy you those combs. Okay. Christmas truce. Christmas truce. Christmas truce, everyone. It's a Christmas truce, everyone. Wow, special stuff, Bruce. That's going to do it here for us at the WNRA live coverage of the Elkton City Christmas Parade. And even though Dick got his microphone looted, we both wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Here to sign us off is Sheriff Don F***. Merry Christmas and good night. Season's greetings and a Merry Christmas. This is Police Chief Constable Sheriff Don F***. Here to wish you a safe, happy holiday season this year. Please don't drink and drive. And if you do drink and drive, please, for the love of God, stay away from the department's parking lot. It just makes more work for us. Thank you, and from all of us down here at the... And no hip-hop! And from all of us down here at the station... Keep, keep Christ, Christ in government. government. Amen. Excuse me, maybe you can help me. I'm a little lost. Holy shit! A black! Well, I'm trying to get back on 211. Is it... He's robbing the parade! What? No, I'm trying to... Stop resisting! Stop resisting! Stop resisting! Stop resisting! Stop resisting! Stop resisting! Stop resisting!